whenever Peter falls asleep, we'll just stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we haven't heard from him for about five minutes. Yeah. When you hear the snore start, then <laughs> that'll be six minutes in. We'll, we'll just we'll go for a few more minutes and then wrap it up. <clears throat> Perfect. Welcome to this very special edition of A Whole Lot of BS, presented by Revolution Sports Performance. Today, I'm joined by two of my good friends, Peter Uline and Cullen Carstens, as we sit down and do a deep dive into fantasy baseball. We're all fantasy baseball nerds and playing leagues together, so we just wanted to uh, provide the people with what everyone wants, which is the best fantasy knowledge ever produced in one spot, and that's exactly what we gave you. So without further ado... A Whole Lot of BS proudly presents everything you will ever need to know about Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to this episode of A Whole Lot of BS. I am joined by Peter Uline and Cullen Parsons. Cullen is the head golf coach, the old head ball coach at University of North Alabama. And Peter... I don't know. Peter, what do you do, man? You do anything? No, I'm I'm basically I, I I'm a stay at home dad now. <laughs> he, he moonlights as a podcast host. Yeah. Podcast guest. Yes. Guest host. Yes. Pretty much, so. yeah. I'm yeah, I've I've picked up a new profession as a uh I'm a I'm a mock drafter in the NFL department as well now, so I'm one did of those you, guys. Did you finish your self coverage of the uh combine? I did. I did. I watched it all. It was really Really awkward and really embarrassing on my part, but what, I did it. What did you get there? What was the biggest takeaway from that? <clears throat> it just seemed like every linebacker in the SEC is really good. I mean, they're all really good. Surprising, I know, but they're That's all deep. just they're all just freakishly athletic. That's deep. It's unbelievable. It's good. You could you could probably just paraphrase that by saying every athlete in the SEC is just freakishly good. Correct. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, the defensive line. Yeah, they're all they're all just really good. They're all good. And big. And fast. Yeah. Everything that I'm not. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Pete. You're not bad. <laughs> uh, hey, you may, all right, you so, may not be big, but you're slow. <laughs> and large. Let's uh, let's get back to baseball here. So, uh, <laughs> already off topic. Um, we're ta- we're going to start talking about uh, our Keeper League that the, that the three of us do together. Um, we get to keep four people from the previous year, and uh, you lose a round, or your your the, the keeper bumps up a draft round each year. So if you keep someone that was a, if you pick someone in the twelfth round one year, the next year they're an eleventh rounder, uh, and so on. And then if you pick someone off up off the waiver wire during the year and go to keep them, that counts as a twelfth round pick. So uh, Colin, why don't you start us off? Who are you keeping? What are the rounds that you have men? Um, well, I've had the same, and I want to think about today. What is this like our our fifth year in the league? I feel like it's been going along a sneaky long time. But um, I go with Jose Altuve, who I'd have to go back and look. I believe I lose a sixth for him this year, which would be the third year I've kept him. I think it was an eighth the first year I got him. Uh, second year that I'm going to be keeping Francisco Lindor. So I'll lose a seventh for him. Um, I kind of, and I'm keeping Harper, Bryce Harper, obviously he's a first rounder. And so I've, I think this is the second year I've had him, uh, second or third. And then I've wavered back and forth. I'm actually still in the process of wavering on my fourth right now. I'm penciled in for James Paxton in the 15th. Um, I think there's some sneaky good upside. Um, and we can get into that later. Um, 
also Whit Merrifield's kind of in the mix. Uh, Barrios is a little bit in the mix. Jose Barrios. So I'm not sold on the fourth, but as of now, it'd be Paxton. I got a question. Shoot. Um, are we? Do we see who what keepers are thrown back before you make a final decision? Or are we? I don't remember how that one works because so just kind of looking at it curiously because Harper. I mean, you could almost. Te- I mean, you could if you really could. You not throw him back and then almost hope for a redraft of him. You no? could, yes, but it's just. But then it's the risk. I mean, like from my standpoint, if I want to throw Harper back, who like best case scenario is the best player in fantasy baseball, you know. I could lose the chance. I yeah, could throw him back, and we, then I could just redraft him, and it could be a great deal. Or I could lose him for the next five years. We didn't. We didn't mention our our cats that we play. I think Harper would be a. He would probably argue we'd be the best player in fantasy baseball if we played like OBP. But we don't. We don't play OBP in that league. So we're, I think his we're value stuck gets at ninety five in that league. So we don't want to. Yeah, his val- his value gets a little diminished well, because man, of the I, fact he just get. I mean, he gets on base like a god, but. It's not valuable to to you right. as much. Well, I, I just I, I want to rewind a little bit because I don't like how Barrett. Nineteen ninety five. There, I, I personally liked rooting for Roberto Alomar and uh, Albert Bell. So you can just <laughs> you can just take that attitude. Just the one there, random year Albert Bell hit about sixty jacks or something like that. Ridiculous. Don't forget Brady Anderson. Oh, yeah. He held the bat at his hip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so um, you're you're going with the pitcher right now, even though it's not really your 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 thing, Cole. I am, yeah. It's just it's whatever. I mean, it's yeah. I'm not happy about it. I might throw Miguel Sano in there just for principle. Ooh, please but, do, please no, do it. Just really What round are you keeping him in? Him in? <laughs> what yeah. Sano? He's like a he's like a 15th rounder. Like, y'all are laughing. <laughs> well, okay, I'll wait till later. I'll wait till later in the podcast. Bear. I'll wait. He started swinging around his stomach at one point last year. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Look, all I'm saying is every one of those 28 home runs went over the fence. So y'all can say whatever you want. Why? Why no uh, Maeda this year? Why did you even? <laughs> you know, old Kente and I. Had a cup of coffee. I call him Ken. Um, it just didn't work out, you know. I had high hopes for him. I mean, he was oh glistening as a 19th rounder and, you know, sucked me right in like a tractor beam. And I'm just happy I lived to uh, survive it. I forgot that he kept him. God, he's terrible. <laughs> Is this the part where we talk about how I had the best record in the regular season, or do you want to wait until I let that later? Go ahead. Let's run with that. I can't talk. I forgot how long was it? You dropped my eight after about three weeks. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been three starts. So it might have been a week and a half. Oh, uh, it have been gloating about. I him. could only carry that eleven and a half ERA for so long. Oh man, his ADP right now is one seventy one. So you, I mean, that'd be pretty good value. What kept him in the eighteenth this year? Yeah. Get him in the seventeenth. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We can t- let's talk about someone I else. I got to get crying right there. Oh gosh! All right. Oh, just just a random question: Is Michael Former hurt still? I know. I think he's healthy. I think so. Huh. Well, I mean, <laughs> define healthy. I mean, he's he's rec- he's recovering. I mean, he's pitching, but recovering huh. from what? I don't know. I don't know. 
I remember last year. An he, injury? Got, he got hurt last that's, year. That's why that. people come to us for fancy baseball insight. <laughs> Tell you if that. If that's not insight. I like him as a pitcher. I just curious. Pete asked me. Yes, and, and Colin says no. <laughs> yeah, but as I said no, I was Googling who is Michael Fulmer baseball. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, I will, I will go with my team. I actually, I got to find it. Hold on. Um, I would, I would say something like I, no, I, I'm the guy who traded Mike Trout. So I, um, yep. stay hot. No, I'm keeping Nolan Arenado in the first, uh, Mookie Betts in the sixth. Thank you, Colin. Um, keeping Alex Bregman and Andrew Benintendi both in the 12th. So I'll lose an 11th rounder for one of them. Um, I had who did I have? I had uh I had my I had my boy Alexander Bogarts, I think like in the fifteenth, but the power outage scares me a little bit. And so I'm throwing him back and Daniel Murphy I think was a fourteenth or something like that, or but same thing. Like last two years, man, when I needed Daniel Murphy in the playoffs, the dude just shut down. Like he legit just didn't play baseball for like the final two months of the season or the last two years. So I snuck it out. I snuck two years ago. I was still won, but last year when I needed him, he just he just straight up was just like, "Nah, I'm 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 done playing baseball for a while. I'll just wait for the playoffs." And that's pretty much what he did. Really, really let me down. Well, I mean, to be fair, you 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 didn't give him a day off all year. No, I no, mean, I didn't. Yeah, you but, rode him hard. I did ride him yeah, hard, I mean, but. You set him in the lineup every single year, and eventually a guy's just going to run out of gas. When I needed him in the playoffs, he just legit just was like, mm, "I'm done. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take the entire month of September off." I feel like, and just said, "No, I'm. You guys can use me in the playoffs, and that's it, or the real the real playoffs when the fantasy is actually." Uh, you, you you are the Mike Matheny of fantasy baseball. It really managing. is. I really am. <clears throat> so I'm a bit. Uh, it's one of those things. Like I remember, I remember one year I took Matt Kemp like first round and he was just awful and I'll just never draft him again. And the same thing, same thing I think has gone on now with Murphy here. Don't know if, well, know if in ever fairness, Murphy was really good. Like for oh, three, yeah. course of the year last year. He crushed it. I mean, I think he was He's in three thirty, right? Yeah. I think at one point the dude was close to about 400 pretty much midway through the year, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it's good. <clears throat> But, actually, but I feel like, but I feel like overall he was. I, I mean, I feel like the the first three fourths of the year he was overdoing his. I mean, he was way overperforming, and then he kind of came back to earth. So it makes it look like the fourth quarter was bad. When in reality, I mean, it all evens out that? slightly above what it should be at. So Funny, as, I, as, I look, what? as I look this up, he's actually he actually did play. But you're right, he didn't play great. Kind of towards the end of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, he kind of he shut down. He was skipping games, but. Um. Yeah, he did kind of fizzle out. I do remember at one point looking up, and I remember thinking he was batting about three eighty or something, midway almost into the dog days of summer, and then just really dogged it at the end. But, yeah, it's hard to keep a. It's hard to maintain a three eighty average. You know, these guys are, don't tell that to Teddy Williams. They're only okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't take didn't take long for a Red Sox reference there, did it? 
Steady yeah, Williams. I was waiting for that. So let's go back to the uh, Mike Trout trades. You 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 owned Mike Trout in a, in a keeper league, yep. and you traded him. So let's yep. let's go into that. But oh, at the time, my team lacked power outage, and I think at this did Trout hurt? did Trout get hurt last year? I think at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he was <laughs> Yeah, I think he was sitting. He was he was on my DL. He was hurt, and I needed. I just remember thinking I needed. I needed a little. I needed more power, and I needed more like speed balance. <clears throat> and um, the guy who uh, I think Brad Brad was Brad was the owner of Arenado, and he also to my dismay, drafted Benintendi, or he picked him up. I think he drafted him. So, And again, you're a Red Sox yeah, fan. As, so yeah, as a biased Red Sox <laughs> fan to have Benintendi and my sneaky man crush, Nolan Arenado, kind of felt like to me it was worth trading uh, God's gift of baseball to get those two guys. So, that was my thought process at the time, thinking it would be beneficial for me that season and down the line. And I mean, Ben Attendee was solid. I mean, and I, and I would like to just be on record as thinking that you were ludicrous for making that trade, but, 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 but yeah. go back to, to, to how you were feeling good about it. Yeah. I mean, I still feel good about it. I mean, I, I mean, I still feel I'm okay with it. I'm at peace with it, I guess. But, um, you know, Benny hit 20 bombs last year and drove a 90. And I think he's one of those guys who's only going to get better, especially with Cora as a manager. I think he's going to bring a little bit what they did in Houston with, with the improved launch angles and stuff like that. So I think Benny and, and Mookie Betts, even Bogarts will get better. But um, What was our over-under board bet for Benintendi last year for home runs? Like 14 and a half? Yeah, I think I took the over comfortably, and he crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I, I mean, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a regression candidate in my mind, but – you know, well, I mean, you do drink the the Red Sox Kool Aid more than anyone. I, I mean, sophomore slump. I am a bit. I mean, baseball. I'm a big believer in the sophomore slump, but technically, technically, we're, just not for Red Sox. Well, well, no, I for Mookie, <laughs> no for Mookie. I remember, I remember, told, I told you because you kept Mookie, and I was like, I wasn't really big on him, but then he just had an MVP type year, and then yeah. I, and then I traded for him. So, um, wasn't last year technically? Ben Attendee's sophomore year, because he, he played a little bit the year before, didn't he? I don't know if that. No, I mean, it was just a period rookie status. So he still he still had rookie status last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Does that mean so? So, but he did play games before that, right? I mean, that one his first time called up. I thought Isn't he was there, there a limit. Yeah, I thought like a minimum. I thought he was. Yeah, there's a number of the bats you have to have. I thought he was a September call up, but I, I. I think he was. I'm pretty sure he came up for a coffee cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You guys, you know, teams do that, don't they? So, um, yeah, so. Teams do do that. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, he came up for 34 games the year before. There you go. Just in a, in a one word, one word to describe your thoughts on Joey Cora. Uh, well, his first name's Alex, but. Um... <laughs> Wait, who's Joey Cora? <laughs> <laughs> Joey Cora played baseball. Yeah, there was a Joey Cora that played baseball. Right, because I used to—he played for the Mariners in King Griffey Junior Baseball. He was awesome. Uh, a career thirty home runs, two seventy-seven batter. 
Yeah, he batted. Joey Cora he batted fifth behind Jay Junior in Ken Griffey Junior Baseball. Uh, yeah, and he's from. Does he have any relation to Allie? Yeah, they're, I think they're brothers. Think... Right. So, excuse me. It's not. I got him. I mistaken him for his brother. My bad. <laughs> yeah, he's the elder brother of Boston Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Yeah. See, I know my Coras. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's more impressive than knowing your Molinas, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Impre- I, I, I like him. I think he's good. I think he's what they need. Um, Are you talking about Joey or Alex? Alex, Alex is, okay. what, is, is what Boston needs because they were – man, like I remember listening to some of their, their stuff and like they were trying to get guys to hit – like Mookie was trying to hit just grounders to like – you know, grounders to second base, and it's like, no, that's just that's that's not good. We don't need that. So, I think uh, I think it'll be good for Boston. I think they'll get they'll get a lot more pop in them this year, and it helps that they got in bringing JD Martinez. He's pretty freaking good. Yeah, that helps your pop. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's a good transition. Yeah. What do you got, Pete? Um, I am keeping JD Martinez this year. Um, he'll be a fifth round keeper for me. I am also keeping Cody Bellinger. I picked him up last year, so he'll be a 12th round keeper. And then I am also keeping. Who's the other one? Um, Real talk, by the way. How was Cody Bellinger not drafted? Was he drafted and dropped? No, it was everyone thought he was going to have his playing time blocked all year because of the outfield and first base situation there. That was that was the big thing. Gonzalez went down early. Is that what happened? Or he sucked, one of the two. Uh, he, he sucked. I had him. He sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> For my draft last year, I pulled up the 2009 rankings and just went to town. <laughs> I'm pretty confident he's like, isn't he starting for the Mets this did year you, or something ridiculous? Did you win it last year, Colin? Uh, I won the regular season yeah. and lost in the finals to Brad five to four. Adrian Gonzalez. How did that happen? Adrian Gonzalez. I'm not kidding you. Baseball. It literally came down to the last game of that week. Like something had there was some he had a pitcher or something, or I had a hitter that like went zero for four, and I needed him to go two for four. It was something crazy like that. So, how, but I'm saying, how did you recover so hard from the terrible draft? I mean, just managing. I have a pretty. I mean, my. My philosophy is virtually – I mean, I make the playoffs every year. Every year I get ripped off, of, ripped on for how I draft, you know, by, by people like you, Barrett, and you, Peter. <laughs> you are – to be fair. Ex-tip and the fielding percentage and, like, fair, you, all this, you all this stupid ter- stuff that I don't care about. You are a terrible drafter, to be fair. You just – you are very good on the waiver wire. I'll give you credit. But you are an awful drafter. Right, but, but how can you – I don't want to go into the specifics of like how I know I'm not a terrible drafter because I consistently finish at the top of the league, but I think it, I think it's I don't know if it's just jealousy. I don't know. It's don't effort. Know. I, you put in a I lot of think... effort. That's the difference. And by the way, what? I'm looking up. Yeah, I'm going back to Adrian Gonzalez. Yes. Like, what are the <laughs> what are the Mets do? Like, Michael Conforto's not projected to play. There. He's not projected to start. Is he? He's still technically coming off the injury. I'm thinking. I don't know. But he hit for the cycle and went four for five two days ago. Yeah, so I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like, he's healthy to be doing that. Right, but, like, their, start, their projected outfield is Nimmo, Suspedes, and Bruce. Like, what are they – what are they – what is their – what are they doing? They hate winning, apparently. Like, They're selling jerseys, man. Can Bruce play first? I can't remember. Does he play first? 
We can't play anything I mean, else. He could. I guess. Yeah. yeah, they'll put him at first. Why wouldn't they? Well, I don't. I mean, they got they got the ghost of Adrian Gonzalez there. That's what I don't know. I mean, don't you really? I mean, I feel like you'd really want to get Michael Conforto some at bats, don't you? I think he's a little bit more of the future than Jay Bruce. What Adrian one would Gonzalez. think? I saw I saw a tweet today that said he would start the role, the season in a pinch hitting role, probably. Conforto or Gonzalez? Conforto. What? Okay, that's why they're. That's why you're the Mets and not the Yankees. Then Jesus. Yeah. So there's that. Um, okay, back to the greatest fifth-place team of all time. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm keeping J.D. Martinez as a fifth-rounder, Cody Bellinger as a 12th-rounder, you um, Darvish as a 16th-rounder, and the greatest keeper of all time, Trey Turner, who is a 21st-round keeper this year. So you um, Darvish I got. I dropped him a few years ago when he had the Tommy John really late and just kept him ever since. Turner, I got him before the year he came up. And then, like I said, Bellinger picked up off the waivers wire last year. Um, and I have to throw back Chris Sale this year, which I do not like. Well, um, but to be fair, he did just get beamed by baseball today. He did get beamed by baseball. That's it. Like or was that yesterday? Nah, bum. Yeah. But he's died. He's already. It was in his leg. Sale's leg. He's fine. Yeah. Um, it was like a hip pointer, wasn't it? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But I always, uh, you know, have a soft spot for the, the Atlantic Sun guys. Nice. Um, yeah. So I hate hate throwing those guys back, but he's just a little too pricey, and I felt like I got a little bit better value from the other guys. And I want to go uh, hitter heavy this year with having Darvish so late. And, um, and in our league, uh, we also have a lot of people that throw back the starting pitchers. Yeah. So the oh. first two rounds. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'm 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 slowly starting to see the league come around to the strategy that I've had since I don't know what. Let's see. This is my t- oh six maybe. Of pitching is overrated, so it's no. I think it's more of just you don't keep the guys that get hurt a lot, so they throw them back. So, like pitchers, right, right. But the first two rounds are very pitcher heavy in our in our redraft because fair enough. I mean, one, all the hitters are cut. So, so in our league, Chris, in our league, we would expect Chris Sale to go in the now first round, right? Top three picks, right? Yeah, yeah. have to be. I mean, just looking at it, who? <laughs> I mean, is I'm guessing I'm guessing somebody's gonna. Keep Kershaw. I don't know. I mean, just Kershaw was a two last for second overall pick. Yeah. So, but I mean, you got to imagine Sale. Sale will go first. Bryant. I mean, Kluber will be up there. Um, just Is Kluber kept. Kluber's yeah. kept. He's got to be because he's a twenty. He's like a twenty-first round keeper in our league. It's insane. all right. Well, like, yeah. yeah. So Kluber's kept. I mean, just I don't know. I, I, I've. I'm just Strasburg will be up there. Well, here's a question. Who would you rather have for the year, Kershaw or Sale? Straight up. Sale. Uh, He's got to go through the gauntlet now in, the, in New York. Yeah. It's a bit rough. Yeah. I, but that said, the division has gotten easier for the other, the, other know, than New York. Do you know what Kershaw's <clears throat> ratio numbers are going to be? Oh, you got, you got me going with ratio there. <laughs> so... I mean, you're guaranteed 200 Ks with Kershaw. I mean, you know what you're going to get. You're guaranteed have 200 with Sale. Two ERA. I mean, you're yeah, guaranteed you're guaranteed 200 with Sale. And, 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 and no, you get more. Yeah, you get more. You get more of the strikeouts with Sale, but you're also. I mean, I know Kershaw. <clears throat> I mean, but you, you, Sale could potentially have like a mid three ERA. Like he could just throw something <laughs> weird in there, or just a three ERA. Kershaw, you know, it's just going to be last low year, too. Yeah, last year he was two nine, and that was his lowest in a while. Yeah, yeah. So you just. 
you might get more strikeouts. Yeah, the ERA, so, but, the ERA is the kicker. Yeah, I think so because you're. I mean, the, it could be half a run. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. gonna get a you're gonna get a lot more strikeouts with Sale, but you're not gonna you're gonna have a game or two or maybe even a week where he just gives up six earned and seven earned. Like that's just gonna happen. But I mean, Jesus, three hundred strikeouts last year. What? Three hundred eight. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, if it's me, I'm taking Sale. He had he had a hundred and six more strikeouts than Clay Kershaw last year. Kershaw missed some starts, though, didn't he? He was hurt. Yeah, a lot. Right, which also which which would be the fall into the sale argument, wouldn't it? Though, but but sale also fits your strategy, Colin. So so getting in your strategy, you you have more, you run out more starting pitchers, right? Correct. You're volume guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a volume guy, but the reason, but I'm a I'm a wins case guy first. Yeah, so the wins are wins are impossible to predict. Well, to to a degree, but if you if you have the number one starter on a hitting heavy team like you know the Dodgers or the Red Sox or the Yankees, I mean that's you're you're looking at a baseline of fifteen wins. I mean, you know, and, and other than that, I mean, the an average good pitcher is trying to catch what twelve to fourteen. I don't know the worst pitch, yeah. the worst pitcher in baseball, Dice K, whatever his name is, Dice K. He had like nineteen wins one year. Right, so, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Years. That's my argument for like. Getting just, a guy like Sale or Kershaw, and then just waiting on everyone else because Dice is horrible. But he happened to pitch and for the Red your boy Sox. Porcello. Your boy Porcello. Oh my gosh! Rick, I mean, Rick Porcello's. I mean, hey, Cy Young, it, Rick Porcello. Be careful. Yeah, sorry. I hope he's not listening. Kershaw. To this, but Kershaw had more wins than Sale did last year. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, who? Who? I mean, yeah. They're, they're so to me. They're, to me, they're interchangeable. I'd probably go with Sale just because I would like the K's more. But this yeah. is but this years ago, and like Corey Kluber, he pitched. He had two hundred forty-five Ks one year, three three five ERA, nine wins, sixteen losses. <clears throat> so to me, wins are just not. I don't know. Like they're just not. You can't predict wins. I mean, even but, even but, on a good team and a good pitcher, like you just can't predict it. That's why I don't. Yeah. That's why I'd rather. I've 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 been adamant of chains to a little bit more predict, predictable. I mean, it could be, but but can't you can't you predict wins based off of like I'm not going to go like if if there's a it's it's just like the years that who was the stud on um the Padres Nate. the Padres had a good ace for a while Jake but Peavy. they can't hit. Jake Peavy yeah so like back when Peavy was good like Peavy in his prime like I know he was a Red Sox later on when he was kind of like basically done but if you put him in his prime on a contending team that had bats he would be a top four overall pitcher versus on the Padres where they know he's – you're not going to draft him because you know he's not going to get wins. He's going to get 11 wins on a good year because his team can't hit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, you can't predict wins, but you can predict probability of wins. Like, I know that he, I know that Severino or Sale or Kershaw is going – or any of the top three Astros pitchers are going to get wins because their hitting is so dominant. If your team is going to win 95 mm-hmm. games as opposed to 65 games, you have a much better chance for wins. Correct. Yes. Correct. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So one thing that I was going to point out, though, Colin, with, with your point of choosing Sale over Kershaw, I think one thing that you actually do really well is you is you manage and and draft and pick up guys that fit your strategy. Mm-hmm. That you have you always keep that in mind. Where I think I flip flop too much, and that's why I feel like I get a good team and then don't perform well because I, I try to get you know spread myself too thin and and try to win every category and instead of where you have that set focus of putting together like a really good fantasy team instead of a good baseball team. Right. So basically my strategy is I think hitting is supreme. So I'll try to fill out my hitters first. I want to have as many 
I want to hit all five categories. So, like, I want to get an even mix. I want to try to win average runs, steals, RBIs, and home runs every single week. And then in my pitching, I like to have, like, maybe two top-of-the-rotation guys. But I won't draft them early. I mean, they'd be like, like, I would love to have, like, a, you know, like a Carlos Carrasco or something as, like, my ace. Like, it, but but before he even got really, really good, just guys who I knew were going to get K's who were probably on good teams. And from there, I just stream pitching. I just purely stream pitching and try to win wins and K's. So I'll try to draft pitchers who have high strikeout probability, who are on good teams with a chance to win. And then I'll usually get three solid closers. So if I bat, you know, 50-50 on saves every week, usually that gets me good enough. Now where it kills me is I'm usually pretty good in the regular season, and then I'll go, you know, against a well-rounded overall team and usually lose in the playoffs. So it's like Billy Bean in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> How's that reverse, Billy? I was gonna say Billy well, because, because I'm not taking playoffs. like a bunch of like scrappy hitters and um, you know all these guys. I mean, Billy Bean had some yes. aces. I mean, he just didn't have. He had all these hitters that were like you know Scott has pat, yeah patchwork guys. <laughs> I'm I'm like like chances are most of my hitters are probably going to be in the All Star game, and my pitchers you know so guy, may, so, may not be so up in the All Star game. So if you're looking for like two. <laughs> Two top of the line guys. You're looking at guys because you probably won't take them early. You're looking at guys like Robbie Ray, High K guy, Chris Archer. I think that. I think guy. that's. I think that's even like high. Like I said, like if I have a if I have like a James Paxton, you know, if I have something along the lines of like James Paxton, Kyle Kendricks, or like James Paxton, but you Kendricks know, Kendricks isn't a High K guy. You're looking. I'm, you, yeah. you like to stream guys who are High K guy, or you like to. Archer, Chris Archer, big example. Chris well, Chris Archer, but but I wouldn't get Chris Archer. So what I'm saying with like Hendricks right. is I'm trying to get like it's okay if I'm just saying the guys I look for in streamers have to be high K guys. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So like I don't, I don't, I'm not going to stream. Like I'm trying to think who would even be like I'm not going to. You're yeah. totally cool with you. Would, your your strategy, you're totally fine with just punting ERA or punting WHIP, just mm-hmm. but just trying to crush wins in case. Hundred percent. Yeah, because to Barrett's point, I did it for so long of trying to win all 10 categories. And I realized that what you do is you would just be average to slightly above average in every category rather than try to be. All you need to be is dominant in six of them. If you're dominant in six of them, you typically will win every week. And also, if you're doing that, you could get one pickup during the year that makes you right. And I've it, it, dominant another. And category. that's happened to me. I've picked up a lot of guys. That I've I've ridden the whole year, but to the same because I cycle them over so much, I don't wait to. I won't hold on to a guy for three weeks to see if he pans out. So I've picked up guys, gotten a win, and then dropped him to pick someone else out. And then that guy's gone on to be an all star. Someone else picked him up and you know had him. So it has. So, so when you cons. when you keep Trevor Story as your 12th round keeper and you hold on to him for like three fourths of the year last year. Like you would do that. No, I would. Did you do that? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So that's why. Yeah. And, and it just goes all back to how your fantasy teams in Cooperstown and, and it's just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So <laughs> it's true. Um, all right. So Pete, you're kind of the, you're kind of the opposite. Which league was it? Auction league or keeper league that you went uh, bullpen heavy last year? Keeper. I went pure bullpen and keeper because the year before, um, the year before I won it, basically just riding Andrew Miller, and I, I, I forget what his stats were a couple of years prior, but it was it was gross. I think he gave up like three hits and one run throughout the year. Yeah, was... I mean it was unreal. And I basically I basically rode Miller, and I rode I think Herrera as well. 
when Wade was Wade Davis still the closer <clears throat> of the Royals a couple of years ago? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I basically, Kel- just, I, yeah, it's Kelvin and um, well, yeah. Pardon me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, and then there was there was another guy I had. Um, uh, I forget, but uh, yeah, basically just rode those guys and then had like a couple. I had a good. Cl- I think I had um, a good closer as well, and uh, I had the guy Roberto Zuno had a really good year the year before. And, um, so I pretty much just dominated that, and um, so I won. I pretty much won saves every week, and and Andrew Miller was sneaky, getting me a ton of wins as well. So I'd backdoor yeah, that category. Yeah, uh, let's see how many wins he had yeah. that year. So I, I kind of he had sixteen wins that year. Yeah, yeah. So I basically just yeah. I, Is that right? Yeah, dude, he was unreal. And the same, and the same kind of happened for me. No, sorry, ten wins, ten wins, ten wins that year. And was it ten? The same. Yeah, six. The same kind of happened to me a little bit last year. I had, and I had uh, that kid Davinsky from the Astros. Chris Davinsky, yeah. I had him all year, and he put up an absurd amount of K's for um, how many innings he pitched. And um, I like, I like guys in the bullpen who who will just strike you out pretty much. That's. That's all I'm kind of looking for. Yeah, uh, Andrew Miller had 123 Ks that year too, so that's like a yeah. a bad starting pitcher number. Yeah, so and he was getting trotted out all the time um, last year as well, or I mean, maybe not, not last year, but uh, just guys I'm kind of targeting this year to kind of fill that role was pretty much you know Tommy Canley from New York. I think will be a pretty good filler as well. Then um, Archie Bradley, but I guess I think he's probably going to be closing out there in Arizona this year, but. Uh, At some point, yeah. So those are those are guys that I kind of I like to pick up either throughout the year or draft. I think I had Archie Bradley for a decent amount of time last year as well. And but those are the kind of guys I like to target who are going to give me, you know, they're going to pitch probably two, three times a week, maybe give me ten Ks for the week, ten, eleven, twelve Ks, whatever. And that to me is you know, just as valuable as maybe a guy who's going to go out and start a game and get a win and strike out eight. You know, to me, it's kind of the that so same you, so, kind of So mindset. do you think so, saves are overrated then? Yes and no, because I don't, I'm part of the – I'm a believer of, I guess, in kind of real baseball. Like your best pitcher should go out, you know, pretty much. You know, if it's the seventh inning and it's a 3-2 game, the base is loaded with one out, your best pitcher should be out there to try and – save the game for you to win. You know, I don't think you should, I think, I don't think you should have a closer pitch the ninth inning just because, you know, just to, just to get a save, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, if the, if the game's pretty much won or lost in the sixth or seventh inning, like your best pitcher should be out there. So. Right. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm talking more from a fantasy perspective, like in game, real life baseball. Like, yes, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm talking about like in the realm of fantasy in our five by five category, do you, the category of saves, do you, is it, do you, are you chasing saves? Do you punt that? It's not necessarily a punt it because I, I mean, I'll draft a closer. I mean, I'll draft a couple, a couple of closers. Brad Brock was the other guy I had from. Yeah, he was pretty good a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll draft closers, but I'm not, I'm not out there like I'm not going to spend premium dollars for Kimbrel or Jansen or Chapman or anything. Like I'm gonna, you know, like a couple of years ago, I took Ozuna late. And he turned out to be a dominant closer in Toronto. And, you know, I, obviously I took Andrew Miller late and 
you know, he was, he was dominant with New York and then Cleveland. So I'm not, I don't know. I don't really chase saves. I don't, I don't really look for guys. I look for guys that probably are, I target, I guess, maybe more the best pitcher in, in each bullpen, just assuming that either they're going to be in high leverage situations and get a lot of K's or they'll eventually take over the closer role. So you want to switch to holds is what you're getting at. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the saves plus holds. Yeah, he saves plus holds. I'd be, I'd be totally like, yeah, I mean, like a guy, Cam Bedro or whatever the kid out in uh, Bedrosian. Yeah, Bedrosian out in the Angels. I mean, I Los think Angels, he's, yeah. I think he's the, he's probably got the best arm in that bullpen, but he can't close. But it doesn't mean he's a, not a great pitcher, you know. So. It is what it is. I mean, by the way, that, I was, that, was, that was one of my favorite parts of the podcast right there. When Peter's like, "Who's the guy that's got the uh, got the kid out there on the uh, on the team?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Bedrosian." And Barrett's like, "Angels." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's set. Yeah. Out there. He, uh, he throws the ball and uh, he throws it to the batters. Yeah, the guys miss sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they hit it. Yeah, that that guy. Perfect. Nolan Ryan. Yeah. So, I guess that's kind of my more my 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 style of things, but I'm, I'm a bit like Cole, I guess I'll take, I'll take a picture one, one or two just to kind of fill out starting just in case maybe you kind of backdoor some wins each week, but I'm not, I'm not looking for to pay top dollar for a Scherzer or anything. I'll kind of in the same boat. Like I'll, I don't know. I, I, I since I like to almost chase, I chase, I almost chase ERA and whip. So I, I look for guys that will have a low ERA and, and whip, maybe not win a lot, maybe not strike out a lot of guys, but, you know, you're going to get a solid six out of them with four or five Ks and maybe give up one run. So that's kind of what I what I target. It's funny. Everyone else in the industry, and by industry I mean the fancy, uh, fancy baseball experts such as ourselves, um, are all about getting one of the big four pitchers this year in <clears throat> Kershaw, Scherzer, Kluber, Sale. And the three of us are basically going the opposite way and saying, you guys can have those. We'll make do with something else. So that's why I made a comment earlier about like Michael Fulmer. Like he would be, he'd be like a perfect guy that I would target. Just that like you know what you're going to get. You're going to, I mean, he's going to be solid. He's not going to blow up your ERA and whip. But like, you know, he's going to be exactly what what you want. You know, he's going to he's going to probably not win a lot of games in Detroit. But you know, he's not going to he's not going to crush your ERA and whip. So that's kind of the guy I'd. I would look at leading around. It sounds like it sounds like you want to trade me for James Paxton. Is is what you're getting? Because you're going to get a sub three if he's if he's not hurt. You're looking sub three ERA, one sub one point two WHIP, and he's going to have. I mean, a lot of K's. Oh, I mean, he's going to have a ton of K's. Yeah, Paxton's. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, paper nine. Right, and so that so so when I go back to my pitching, like that's why a guy like him. He's not like like a, a sexy name that everyone knows, but like his peripherals, like he's going to be exactly what I need for like my pitching philosophy. What are you guys thinking about steals this year? Because steals seem to be the hardest thing to come by last year. I paid for steals in our auction league for the first time. Well, you paid for him by trading me for Hamilton. Right? Yeah. Oh God. What did you do that for that? What did I do for that? It was uh, Rizzo. I trade oh, you. Gosh. Bad. Not just Rizzo. It wasn't straight up. It was I gave you Hamilton and somebody else for Rizzo. Who's the other person? I don't remember, but that was that was really bad on my part. But hope was like because you accidentally you were trying to bid up Rizzo and you got him. Yeah, that was an accident because <laughs> I had I had Votto. That's right. 
I was crying when that happened. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah. I probably won't be doing that again this year. I will not well, be bidding the other, the other reason that that happened was because I had Starling Martek. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I have an excess of trades and Springer, who didn't steal a base all year, I don't think. And then, like, some other guys. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll have enough steals. And I traded you Hamilton. And, like, two weeks later, Marte went out. Marte got popped. As far yeah. as steals, yeah. I love to get, like, when I'm dra- – because, like, when drafting hitting, I look for so many, like, you know, five-category contributors. So I won't, I won't be getting one of those guys that – like, because, yeah, you could go with a Hamilton or you could go with, like, a D Gordon where you know you're going to get a ton of steals and you're probably going to get a pretty good average, but you're going to have, like, 90 runs, zero 90 pop. runs, four home runs, and, like, 60 <laughs> RBIs. But, like, if I'm going to go with, like, I know I have Altuve who's 30 steals. I know, I mean, Lindor's steals were down even though his pop went up last year. But, like, I like to have, like, two guys – there are five category contributors that are probably in the 25 to 35 steals range and then fill it in with like four guys who are, you know, right at about 15, you know? So like I got ripped on him by Pete, but he was a good draft pick. Like I had McCutcheon last year, you know, throwing in like Jorge Polanco last year, Travis Shaw even got me 10 steals last year. So you kind of make up for it, you know, Yeah. Eddie Rosario got nine, you know, little things like that. So I'll rarely take a guy with the exception of like Sano that's just like, Zero steals. Starting to steal a base. Well, the other thing in our auction league, we have OPS, so you really get hurt by getting a guy that's a pure steals guy, right? I don't know. Something that's why I wanted to trade um, Hamilton because when I got him for pretty cheap, I thought, but he's he's going to drag that down for you too, right? So, all right, well, let's flip over. Let's let's go auction strategy real quick, Pete. Colin, have you done an auction league? Uh, I did one a long time ago. I'm not uh, I'm not okay. as up to date as you gentlemen are. So Colin is not in our auction league because it is for money, and he is a law abiding citizen of the NCAA. <laughs> That's correct. <and laughs> you literally just paid. Colin, you might be the only coach in America in every sport that is a law abiding abiding citizen. Well, I, I like to do what I can. I like, I like I sleep well at night, so that's good. Yeah, we're, and we're proud of you. Thank you. For you. It. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I'm still trying to – did you trade me Corey Seager, by the way? Was it Corey Seager? I have Corey Seager on my team last year, and I have no idea how I got him. Did you trade no. me him? No? No, I didn't get him. I didn't, I don't think I bought him. I don't know how I got him. I could, could you so, have bought him in the auction, Pete? No. He's no. not a guy I'd, he's not a guy I'd buy. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I sent you Seager and Hamilton for – Maybe. For Rizzo. Maybe. I just ordered you a Rizzo jersey off eBay, Pete. It should be there next week. <laughs> no, my, my auction strategy is basically Joey Votto no matter what. <laughs> that is my auction strategy. <laughs> like, Joey Votto is the GOAT. He is the absolute GOAT. I love that guy. I want to be Joey Votto when I grow up somehow. Goodness and gracious. He's amazing. Why don't you take a, take yeah. a cold shower? Especially in OPS league. OPS. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. He's just an absolute legend. Um, I think the issue that both of us ran into last year is we had too much money left at the end of the draft. Yeah. yeah Didn't that... you end up spending like $35 on Garrett Richards just because you had that much left? Yeah. One more player? Yeah, just because I could. And it looked like an unbelievable move because he was an absolute rock star. And then he what? He towards UCL and then uh, I think he pitched at the end of the year but yeah he pitched yeah. he pitched at the start yeah he pitched yeah actually he went through one game 
four and two third, gave up three hits, nowhere, just absolute stud. Yeah. Didn't pitch again until September. So Yeah, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna spin heavy at the beginning of the draft this year, fix that. Um because I again had a solid base, but just you know, I was I was missing. I was yeah. missing the pitcher, and I ended up tra- uh, trading uh, Springer for Chris Archer in the middle of the season. That didn't work out for me because um, I had some excess outfielders. I'd pick up Bellinger in that league too, but um, you know, just not just. I had forty bucks at the end of the draft. It was just stupid. So uh, that's also a four hundred dollar league. So it's a little bit less than uh, like the normal two hundred sixty league as far as the forty bucks is concerned as a percentage. But still, you know, that's a really good player that's left out there. So. I'm going to go a little heavier with the with hitting at the beginning of the draft, try to really load up my lineup. And then um, – because I feel like my strength in the in the auction draft is getting pitchers late, getting some, some under $5 pitchers yeah. uh, that are pretty good. Like like two years ago when I was good, I had Sonny Gray uh, for like 8 bucks. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of – I might kind of do the same thing I've, I've been doing. I just kind of sit and wait, and I basically get Joey Votto, and then I just kind of – look for value on guys, guys like, you know, Yelich or Rosario, guys like that where they may be a little bit more undervalued. I can kind of pounce on them. Um, and then I, I'm I'm in that camp where I like to spend a lot of money late to get the guys that I know I want because I know I can outbid them. Um, yeah. So, you know, that kind of plays a little bit. I guess more into my favor if I want to get a guy like Garrett Richards, who's probably going to go real late this year or something like that. Or I like to, when I'm nominating my players, I'll nominate guys that I don't want just so I make sure guys are spending their money already before guys that I want come up to bat kind of thing. So here's, here's my yeah, question. Here's my question though. Are, are y'all more in the camp of with your, with your first couple, you know, when, I mean, for the auction, when it's your first few times to throw a person out, are you throwing out guys you want because you're trying to make sure you get no. them, or are you throwing out guys you want other people to take and spend their money? I want guys to spend their money. Right, but, I, some, I, but I, sometimes – but do you ever get concerned that everyone has the same philosophy so they might throw someone out early and people will spend less on them than they would just because they're like, oh, I don't want to spend X amount of dollars for, you know, John Carlos State yeah, because then I want to make are, sure I have money later. Then people that are borderline on those people hop in because they see the value. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, and there's always usually – So if it's value, either way you're bidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to let someone go for dirt cheap, but at the same time, like, you kind of have an idea of, like, hey, I want to allot this amount of money towards these three players. So, you know, if Harper drops down – like, Harper will go for 100 bucks in our league. And so if Harper's at, like, 85, then – Maybe you're like, hey, like, I see him as value there. But if he goes up to 90, you're like, I'm out. So there's always going to be some yin and yang there. And then there's also um, the auto draft. When people auto draft, because we have a 12-team league, not everyone makes a draft. Like, that also corrects for it, too. Right. Where the, the, the auto drafters <laughs> will pick some people up. So let's use, just let me use a perfect example. So, like, say you have your strategy for how you want to build your team in an auction, but – it could just get reversed. So like Pete, say for instance, if someone threw your friend Eric Cosmer out, like right off the bat <laughs> and it got to like $10. Cause he's the first name thrown out and no one's bidding on him. You're going to, no, you you're going to throw 10 out. Oh yeah. You're taking, them. right. But then doesn't that yeah. alter everything? Now you have to, now everything else is kind of altered how you're going to have to 
I mean, I guess it's just on the fly anyway. Not necessarily, because you're kind of sitting there thinking at the start. Like, you're like, hey, if you know, if you get like Eric Cosmer for say twenty bucks, and he's just sitting there at ten, you're like, oh, I might as well spend it now. And yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying. For me, I like to save up at the end, but it's like, hey, you're getting what Barrett said. You're getting good value on a pretty good player early. You know, that that I mean, that's a dream scenario, really, is if you get a guy like that for dirt yeah. because everybody's waiting to spend money Especially on the big early, guy. Yeah. Then you say, well, now I have ten more dollars to spend on somebody else right. or on two other guys. I can see with like you know, if you instead of nominating <laughs> like Arenado first, you go out and are, and nominate, you know. Yeah, go nominate Eric Hosmer, and everybody's like, "Well, I'm not going to spend my money on Hosmer, so I don't have, so I, you know, so I might not have as much to spend on Anthony Rizzo later." It's like, well, yeah. I'll just get, yeah, then I'll go ahead and get Hosmer for dirt cheap, and totally be fine with that. Because because if Rizzo gets nominated first, and guy the guy who misses out on Rizzo, next name up Hosmer, he's like, "Well, I'm going to spend what I would have spent on Rizzo to get Hosmer," and so it kind of, you know, it can kind of play in your in your advantage for maybe nominating a guy who maybe, you know, should be nominated maybe in the 15th go or something, but you nominate them early, it, you know, it could, could, it could kind of play into your favor in that regard. And most of the time they're going to throw out the big names first. Like yeah. usually, you know, there's top 10 guys thrown out in the first, first 15 nominations so that the big money is kind of out of the way. Right. Um, so once that happens, the dust settles, then you kind of start looking for the, the values and stuff like that. And, you know, Someone that you might have your eye on, the bidding gets out of hand, and you get really high, so you have to readjust that way. But, um, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm targeting one or two positions this year early that I, that I want to. Because last year I ended up getting, like, a bunch of outfielders. I think I got four outfielders for, like, 45 bucks a piece last year. Yeah. And, and two of them were straight value things, like you said. Like, I thought they were just good value. I didn't even plan on getting them. Um, so, you know, I was I had a loaded outfield, and then, one of them got suspended for PEDs, and the other one was Carlos Gonzalez. So uh, that outfield fell, quick, fell apart real quick. Well, that's why you don't draft so, a shady um, group of guys, Barrett. I mean, that's that's on you. Yeah, well, that's also a good lesson there. So, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. And just like anything, like the, the draft doesn't necessarily wreck your season. I mean, Pete had missed the draft two years ago. It, and auto drafted four second basemen for him, and he came back and won the league. <laughs> so I am a I am a I am a sneaky good manager in that league. Like they, I don't know. They, I, I'm totally okay with almost like like whatever. It just so happened I got auto drafted. I'm totally fine if I'm if I'm going to go and spend yeah like ninety bucks on Anthony Rizzo. Like I'm totally cool with just giving him away for what his value is for two players. You know, say you get guys at, you know, if one guy's at 30 bucks, the other guy's at 40 bucks, whatever. It might be, it might be under the 90, but I'm, I'm totally cool with replacing a top player with two good quality players in a five, in a, in a six category hitting league compared to the five, I think, cause I think hitting so much more important. So um, I like, I like kind of doing that. I might, I don't know. That, that is something I toyed with maybe just trying to draft top boys right away and then just trade them for two guys that I really, really want that I didn't think I could get both of them kind of thing. But, um, That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on to sleepers and bus. So let's give everyone go around the horn. One guy that you really like this year. That's a little bit lower on the totem pole for, for, Right now, whether it's a ADP or you know, you know, a top 300 ranking on Yahoo or ESPN, 
and then someone in there that you really want to stay away from. So, um, Colin, you want to start yeah, us I'll, off? You got somebody in mind? I just want to throw somebody I'll go. I'm going to go back to the well of, you know, and I can I can already see Peter glaring at me, but I. I I like Andrew McCutcheon again. Change of scenery. I mean, he's not going to be. I mean, he's like a look. You can laugh all you want, but he's going to help you. I'm laughing at Peter laughing. He's he's going to help you in all five categories. I mean, he might not bat 300, but he's going to. He, he could bat 285 for you. I mean, I doubt he's yeah. going to bat under 270, and he's going to give you runs, homers, RBIs, and he has stolen you know 30 bases in the past. I think. I'd be. I'd be baseline. You could look at 10. I mean. You know, and, and so you could do you could do a lot worse for, you know, the twenty fifth outfielder off the board. I mean I'd be I think curious I'd be curious to see what's gonna happen since he is switching ballparks. I mean that that ballpark at San Francisco is pretty large. So But the Pittsburgh one is, is pitcher friendly as well. Not to the extent of of yeah AT and T, but it's still pitcher friendly. Right. Yeah. I I'm just I'm just saying he's not a you know, he's going to be a guy because people are going to look at Andrew McCutcheon that, I mean, he's, he's forgotten about for the most part, you know, but if you're plugging him in there as your third outfielder, I mean, I think, I think that's pretty solid, you know, and, and he's not yeah, going to, but, and he's not going to cost you a ton either. Well, um, he's, he's he, technically, he's technically a seventh rounder. I mean, he is going to cost you a decent amount for a third outfielder and you, you can kind of fill out positions a little bit more, um, uh, more of need in that, in that range. But yeah, I mean, I don't hate McCutcheon, but I don't think he's 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 just a lot like Adam Jones to me. I just always feel like he's just ranked way too high, and he just he gives you exactly what you can get maybe in a guy, you know, in the fifteenth round or thirteenth round or whatever. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that you know. I would say I would almost say like Starling Marte to me is pretty overrated. But then you look at it like, well, the guy's going to steal a lot of bases, so that's pretty. That's a premium. Yeah. So. That's okay. Well, if, if okay, st- sticking along outfielders, I, I I I like Rosario a lot as well. I mean, I I yeah. think McCutcheon. I, all I'm saying about McCutcheon is I think he has a chance to outperform. Uh, he's not going to be the McCutcheon of the old when he's in the MVP consideration, but I think he could be a top fifteen outfielder. Forty. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was going to say top forty overall. Correct. Yes, yeah. I definitely think that. If you're going to now, if you're going to ask me about, you said well, sneakers. Top- yeah, but top I mean top forty for outfielder. I mean that but you're paying pretty much a not top forty outfielder. Top forty overall. Out of all every uh, uh, pitchers hit everything. I don't think he'll he'll do that, but Well, I don't think he will either. That's why he's a sleeper. I'm not saying it's a lock, like put him in. Right. I'm saying like I'm saying he he has been there in the past. He's been a top five overall player in the past. So I yeah. think it's not ludicrous to say That's, that's you know, back when he was swiping thirty bags. He hasn't swiped over what eleven in four years? Look, years. look, look! He's my sleeper. Okay, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. What, am I not allowed to argue your sleeper? Yeah, I mean, you could you could argue with him, but good gosh, okay. He just took a dump on your sleeper. Who's <laughs> all right? Who's my bus? No, let's let's go sleepers first. Let's go around the horn of sleepers. Pete, who you got? You got some money? Yeah, I, mean, I got. I think I got. I mean, the same guy that everybody else I feel like has got in this world right now is Eddie Rosario. Terrible, terrible choice. Why? Because he was your because <laughs> he was your sleeper. No, just because. What's what's his what's his rank right now? One forty seven, okay. which is just absurd because what he did last year was insane, and nobody like unless you seem to have had Eddie Rosario on your team, you did not. Yeah, know. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. here, do this. 290, for me. Do 290, this for me. 290, 27, 78, 79. How 
give me your projections for what you think Rosario is going to do this year. And I want you to, I want you to explain to me how you think he, so, so you're, you're, you're saying he could be top 40 overall. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so explain to me how Eddie Rosario could be top 40 overall. Well, let's see. His spike in his spike in fly ball rate went from what thirty four to thirty seven. Uh, Love it. Down ball there rate you, went down Get the ball in the air. from forty six to forty two. Are you um, just reading like Tristan Cockroft's blog or something right now? No, I mean he's he increased his pull percentage up from thirty six to thirty nine percent. Dead center didn't go as much, but he still hit him the same amount at Oppo at, Oppo at twenty four. So, I mean he's just he's launching the ball a little bit more, and he's just flat out hitting it far. Um, I think he's like I said. Unless you had him on your team, you had no idea what kind of number. I, I looked at his numbers. I'm looking at his numbers right now, and I'm shocked. Yeah, you did not know Seriously. what kind. Do of Do you like feel he cut, like he cut his K rate down from 25 to 18? So the guy, the guy had a heck That's, of a year. Yeah. So what round is he going in right now? 14. And I and I would. And what what do you think he's going to return draft draft value round? Oh, I mean he could four. He could, yeah, I mean he could comfortably finish. I mean, what did he finish last year? Um, yeah, well, I I don't know. I I'm th- Cockroft has him one hundred two, so I don't know where you see the one forty seven, but Cockroft has him one hundred two. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm seeing him at the average pick on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. What is he getting drafted? Okay. And so he's getting drafted at one. I mean, in the fourteenth <laughs> round, and it seems to be most standard standard league. So, I mean, I'm taking him as outfielder. Just looking who's ahead of him. I mean, I'm definitely taking him for, ahead of NCR day. Carlos Santana, uh, even Yasiel. Would you would Yassiel you take him as a ten, if you had if he was on the board in the seventh round? Would you take him? I mean, I'm going to take him. Definitely going to take him ahead of Adam Jones, uh, Lorenzo Cain, Ryan Braun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I, I would have no issues kind of pouncing on him pretty early because I think he's he's one of those young high upside players that are only going to get better. And I think that lineup's gotten better in Minnesota. And I think he's going to get protected a little bit more. So like, would uh, you would say, you say you were the guy who picked him up last year. Would you keep him in, in our league in the 12th round? Yeah, probably. Okay. God, that's so good to hear you. Say. No, who would you, who would you drop instead? Oh, that's so Eddie? good to hear you say that. Would you have Eddie Rosario? Oh, I have him. I have all of Eddie Rosario on my team. Oh, that's a, that's a, <laughs> Oh, I just, I just been eating this up. Uh, why did I say Eddie Golly. Rosario? <laughs> it's, it's, it's on tape now. It's there. Uh, uh, that Colin, well done. Man. I gotta take. I, I gotta text Brad real quick. I might be keeping <laughs> old Eddie. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad I didn't right. tell you my next man crush. Then, geez, because you have him too. Let's. Uh, oh. Let's. You guys have a pitcher at all that you want to offer out there? No. Um. Sleeper. Yeah, I mean, I. Of course, Colin. Of course, Colin has him. Is uh, James Paxton? I like James Paxton. Yeah, I'm big. I'm a big fan. It, it pains me to say it, but I'm I'm a big fan of James Paxton. Not worried about his, his velo being a little bit down in the spring training. No, because I think it was just. I'm not. Like, I'm not worried at all. I'm actually excited by it. I, I'd rather him save his velo for the season. Yeah, I think it was just an uptick in innings um, last year, and I think he's just kind of easing him back into it. I, another guy I do like um, from Milwaukee, I like Chase Anderson. I think he's got a – apparently he's got a nice control on all four pitches at the end of last year, and he was – I forget where I read a stat, but he was pretty – he was pretty – he was really, really good last year, and he's come in that spring training with an uptick in velocity as well. So uh, nice. I think he'd be 
he'd be a nice little, nice little, nice little starter for somebody. All right. So for my uh, hitter sleeper, I'm going to go Yonder Alonso. He's right now ranked number 200. Ooh. I don't know where he's going in drafts, um, but he's a much better hitter's ballpark. This is his. This will be his second year of the change of hitting philosophy for him. So he'll be uh, another off season to really work and hone his uh, swing to to get the ball in the air more and you know hit for more power. And um, you know I don't know where Cleveland is as far as ranks, but he was in Oakland and Seattle last year. So two two poor hitting parks um, and still managed like twenty eight home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know as far as a late round guy that you're drafting. Pretty much, it was in a ten or twelve team league to basically start on your bench. You know, I think that's a really, really good value and someone that you could throw in there for uh, a corner position or utility guy that could hit you. That could hit two eighty with twenty eight home runs. Um, you know, and, and driving some runs in the middle of that lineup because that lineup will be really good as well. Um, and then for pitcher, right around the same draft spot, um, Charlie Morton, huge Charlie yeah. Morton fan this year. He is disgusting. Yeah. His stuff yeah. is, is, is just unreal. I mean, uh, it, only if you like, like, 97 with that. With sink and run? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you like that, I guess, but I don't know. That'll, that'll play and this has a hammer of a curveball. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> big fan of that as well. <laughs> um, and I, I just don't see how he gets hit much this year. And, and he's pitching for the team that uses the analytics the best. So, the Astros will be telling him what pitches to throw in. And they have the best idea of how to do that, how to use each pitcher's stuff to best get guys out. So, with all those things combined, like I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna overdraft Morton um, in both leagues because I don't th- I like like we're talking about as far as like what where we see him. I can see Charlie Morton easily being a top twenty pitcher this year. Do you think he? Wow. Do you think he's gonna get two hundred out of him or no innings? I think if he gets, I think if he gets two hundred out of him, I think. Yeah, I, I I would agree with your assessment of being a top twenty pitcher. But I would I, take the under. I would take the under easily on two hundred. It seems high. It seems high for him. Yeah, I mean he's never. I mean he's, he went one fifty seven, one forty one forty six last year. So that's why I mean, but I, I I love Charlie Morton, but you just you, you don't know if you're going to get two hundred out of him, and that yeah, kind of diminishes his value because his but, K's aren't. But how many stuff. guys are going to go two hundred this year? Yeah. Five, Rick, ten. Rick Porcello. Yeah, I mean, are we going twelve? Like, are we going twelve, twelve to fifteen, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess get, that really like, shouldn't increase. Like, I shouldn't demean his value at all. If he goes from he had one forty six last year, if he goes to one forty six to and gets between one sixty five, one eighty, that means his strikeouts are going to be around two hundred. Um, maybe his whip goes down a hair from a one one nine to like a one one five. And, you know, that means he's going to hit 25 starts last year. So if he gets up to, like, 23 starts – I mean, uh, sorry, 30 starts, 30 – if he gets up to 30 starts, five more starts, still misses two or three, then, you know, you could easily see him having another um, – what was that? 30 innings, another 30 innings. So maybe not that much because that puts him at 200, but 28 starts. Um, and he had 14 wins again, so add – one or two on to that because that's also going to be really good to Cullen's point. Like guys that you get late that should have a chance for wins. Like that team's going to win close to a hundred games. So um, I'm a big fan, big fan of his this year. My pitcher, we skipped my pitcher and, and, and rightfully so, because usually I wouldn't have one. I, I I'm, and I don't even know if it's a sleeper versus I kind of want to leak Lucas Giolito train this year. 
Yeah. I just think he's really? going to be good. I mean, I and, and not in the sense of like, ooh, he's he's finally up. We're finally going to see what he has. I think he's just going to be solid because you know he's going to have some days. If his ratios are fine, I mean, he could be a top – I mean, obviously, potentially a top 20 pitcher, no doubt. I mean, we're probably looking comfortably 30th if he's – you know, if he's if he comes up and does what you think he should do. But that's massive in our league because of how young he is. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Is uh, Michael Kopech going to be called up at all this year? Do we know? Since we're speaking uh, of White Sox, I think he's still having White a little Sox bit pitchers. of com- a little little bit of command issues right now. Is he? Or, or you know, trying they're still trying to start him. So throwing three pitches for strikes. <laughs> um, so I would I don't think he would be the be up anytime. I wouldn't count him. Like in our in our league in our keeper league, like I don't think he's worth drafting. Right. And okay, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big, big, big fan of him, but I didn't know what his uh, yeah. situation was. But as as you talked about Giolito, but yeah, cool, nice. All right, bus. What do you got, Colin? We can just do one of these, pitcher or hitter. Aaron Judge. Ooh. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's. I mean, is it because the hype? Yes. Are, like, are you watching ESPN? Is he going to bust because of the expectation? Like, you talking about regression? Or are you talking about like having? A I'm bad talking. Year? I'm talking about if there. Well, I guess I should clarify. I'm talking about if there's one person that I would, if I had to bet, who and and I don't bet obviously, but if I said if I had to pick one person that I say pick, show me one guy who's definitely going to regress. I would 100 percent say Aaron Judge. It's just not sustainable. I mean, anyone who regress to what though? So, like, that's that's the thing. Like, I think everyone agrees he's going to regress. But if he still hits forty and driving in one ten, you know, might yeah. you might be batting two fifty, but you know, forty one ten at two fifty is still pretty damn good. Right, but yeah. can't you see a scenario where he could he could drive? He he's he's driving at thirty. You know, he's 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 hitting thirty home runs and he's batting like two twenty. I mean that's not foreign. Like he's no, yeah, what, I, I can see that. What's the difference between here's this is an honest question. Could he be Joey Gallo? No. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. That's very fair. No. You, know, you know what I'm they, saying? I don't they, think that's I that think, far off. I think anyone who swings think, and misses that much, it, it, it's just that's so dangerous. Yeah. But Joey Gallo to me just look like he looks like he's just got a long swing with a lot of holes. Like Judge's swing is pretty short and compact. Like it's pretty. It's but, pretty tight. I mean, yeah, he's but I think a lot. But. It's 208 to, strikeouts. Good guy. I mean, yeah. I thought, to I, Cullen's point, if Joey Gallo makes a little bit better contact and Aaron Judge goes the opposite way, like you could see them meeting. I'm just saying they're not that far off. Like it, it wouldn't take a huge leap for them yeah. to be the same player. No. You know, and, and Joey Gallo, I mean, I mean, where's Joey going? I mean, he's he's going too high, too. He's like. And, and it's, yeah. Yeah, he is going too high. And it's funny. It's funny you'd say Aaron Judge because my bust was my bust is Stanton because I have a um, it's not a theory but it's a fact that guys who go from the NL to the AL yeah. first year really really struggle. It's because they see a much there's a higher uptick uptick in off speed pitches. Um, NL NL hitters see a lot more fastballs on hitters counts, whereas in the AL, you know any hitter count it is there's a higher percentage of actually getting an off-speed pitch than a fastball. Isn't, isn't the velo also higher in the American League across the board? I, like I think so. <laughs> yeah, but I think but so. why is that? Is it because they have the DH and they're trying to – I think it – yeah. You, it's not yeah. like you can walk a guy to Less get to a pitcher down the road. No, exactly. And you're not – It's just – yeah. I mean, if – and you got to – I mean, I got to 
I don't know what the lineup situation is in New York, but you got to imagine if Stanton's batting, I'm assuming, you know, they bet the bat, you know, where would you want to bat him fourth, I guess? No, I think it's, uh, I think right now Gardner's leading off, Judge, and then either Stanton or Greg Bird. Yeah. Well, so in their in their game, three, four, in their game three, four, on, five uh, is in their in their what? spring training game on Wednesday. Judge batted first and Stanton batted second. Bird batted third. I mean, which yeah, they, they're I mean, probably just tinkering. There's no way they'll do that. But I mean, I think not all year. I think that's a pretty good lineup, though. I mean, if you're, you're essentially you want to get your you want to get your best hitters out. What two, one and two, you know. So I mean, I can see that, but like that lineup. After you get through, you know, or Sanchez will obviously Sanchez will check. Stanton. Oh yeah, Sanchez is there too. Yeah, so and indeed Gregorius. Yeah, Gregorius is really good, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I don't. I've never been a fan of guys that go from NL to AL first year. Second year, I'm totally fine. Like Justin Upton, like I'm, yeah, like I was fine with him when he went, when he went from Arizona to Detroit. He was terrible, but the second year in Detroit, he was very good. So. Guys like that, second year, totally fine. But first year, there's always that adjustment period. So I, you can easily see Stanton kind of regressing back to what he did, you know, the previous few years, hitting 28 bombs or 29 bombs instead of the 59 he hit. So I think I think you, yeah. you could easily see that. Yeah, I don't. You guys took the too easy. Um, yeah. Too easy. Bus candidate as far as like high high draft picks. I don't think – sorry, Colin. I don't think Sano's going to have a good year. That's fine. I'm not keeping him now that I got all this Eddie Rosario love. <laughs> you, you got um, you got a guy that's gained a lot of weight. He could possibly be facing like a 25-game suspension sometime. Um, and pitchers had a whole year. You know, he's a high swing and miss guy and had a good year last year. Like, I think pitchers are going to key in on him more. And uh, there's going to be more of a direct game plan. Um <clears throat> to get him out this year. So more of a focus. So um, I just, I don't see him doing anything. Um, and I think there's too many other guys that, that can get you the home runs to, to chance it. He's Pablo, right he's now. Pablo Sandoval Jr. In your eyes. Um, yeah. Maybe in like two or three years, maybe not this year, but apart from weight gains and falling off. The Peter still wakes up with cold sweats thinking about Pablo God, in a Red Sox jersey. God, I don't even remember him in a jersey. It was those were the dark days at third base. Now they got the, the yeah. baby killer. I so, can't say that. Um, all right, I think that pretty much wraps it up. You guys got any closing thoughts? Draft is Wednesday. Start time to start getting mentally prepared. Oh God, it is Wednesday. Um, yeah, that's all. Great Wednesday. I gotta do do some more prep. But yeah. I would like to just I would like to end on one note. I'm disappointed that the Cardinals didn't re-sign Lance Lynn. I know that's not a fantasy thing, it's just me being irritated where'd he at go? it. So Huh? Where, Why where does that irritate go? you? He went to the Twins because the Cardinals don't they, they need pitching and they will get these guys and they'll have a good year and they'll let them go. It's just it just it just bothers me. They who need to spend money. I mean, that's a different who, story. Behind uh behind Martinez, who who's there too? Luke Weaver? Yes. Oof. And then potentially Alex Reyes third. Uh, Wainwright's still gone. Waka, Waka's around. Waka, Waka, Waka? will probably be third. Waka will probably be third. Wainwright yeah. four, and then Luke Reyes Weaver. Shout out, to, shout out to Adam Wainwright, still going. Good for him. Did you say Luke Weaver? Luke Weaver. Yeah, Luke Weaver. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
So interesting. Peter, cool. any closing thoughts? Uh, no, no. Um, I got nothing. That was fun. Thanks yeah, for having fun. us, Brad. I, my closing thought is I hope Matt Olson hits 50 home runs this year. <laughs> <laughs> While batting 210. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy it, guys. Thanks for joining me. And uh, look forward to possibly doing this again sometime down the road. Absolutely. See you guys. We'll do it soon. See ya. See ya. So that's a wrap on the fantasy baseball version of a whole lot of BS podcast. I hope you guys had as much fun listening and enjoyed it as much as we did recording it. I think you can tell we had a pretty good time there. Um, if you can just rate and review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. And I will see you next time. Careered it. <laughs>